This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Well, hello there, beautiful, and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I always, always appreciate that you're listening to the show, downloading the show, reviewing the show, leaving ratings for the show. Thank you so much. Without you, obviously, the show wouldn't be here and I wouldn't get to do the work that I love. So thank you so much for all the time and attention you give to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. And if you have not yet had a chance to leave a rating or a review for the show or subscribe, I would love it if you could take the time to do that today, wherever you listen to it, on iTunes or Google Play or anywhere else, just favorite it, like it, subscribe, and leave a rating for the show. And it just makes it that much easier to help other survivors who might need to hear this information find it. All right, let's get into today's topic because I'm really excited about this. As I am sure you are well aware, fear is a big part of going through cancer. It is terrifying to be diagnosed, and the fear of recurrence looms very large afterwards. In fact, so large oftentimes that it's debilitating and very frequently can lead to depression in survivors. So I want to talk today about what fear actually is, how it plays a role in your recovery, in your life, and I'd like to give you some ways to help you work through fear so that you can live a fuller and more peaceful life. And we all want that, right? So let's look at what the definition of fear is. Webster's Dictionary says that fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or be a threat. So certainly when you get a diagnosis of breast cancer, that's some in-your-face awareness of danger, right? But then as you move into recovery, it becomes this belief that something may threaten your life or cause you pain at another point in time, at some point in your future. So essentially at that point, fear stems from a belief and a belief is a thought that pops up in your head, and that you buy into. And it's the buying into part that I want to focus on here. Fear is a part of our life long before we have cancer. When we're little, our parents teach us to be afraid of things that might hurt us. When we're older and someone is mean to us and it doesn't feel good, we become fearful of judgment and rejection. Basically because judgment and rejection don't feel good either. We don't like it. And we don't like to experience things that don't feel good. Makes sense, right? But by definition, fear itself doesn't feel good, right? So it's defined as an unpleasant emotion, yet we cling to it so often. In an article in Psychology Today, it says that fear is part instinct, part learned, and part taught. And that not only can we get scared because of what we imagine could happen, but that we may be the most fearful creatures on the planet 
because of our ability to learn, think, and create fear in our minds. That's pretty powerful when you think about it. You can create fear in your own mind, but it's so true. One of my favorite, I think I've said this on the podcast before because it is one of my favorites. One of my favorite Mark Twain quotes is, I've lived through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. We cause ourselves so much suffering because no one trains us to train our minds. We have unintentional thoughts that pop up out of nowhere. And then before we realize what our mind is doing, it's gone off on some tangent that could be a scene out of, I don't know, one of the worst and saddest Hallmark movies ever made. And that's how we reinforce fear in our mind. And it becomes ingrained in our lives. Now, the obvious fear here in this scenario is the fear of a cancer recurrence. But there are so many other fears as well. There's the fear of people viewing us differently, thinking of us as weak or as victims not capable of doing things that we could before cancer. There's the fear of people not wanting us romantically or physically again because of the way that they might view us or think of us. There's the fear of making a big decision or a commitment and then not living to see it through. And I could go on with the list of fears because trust me, I hear a lot of them, but I don't think I need to because I bet at this point, your mind is already coming up with its very own list of fears, isn't it? Thoughts of your own worst case scenarios bouncing around like ping pong balls in your brain. So here's the thing. You are most likely never going to be fearless because fear serves a purpose in your life. It's hardwired into us. And there are many instances when you need to pay attention to the feeling of fear and act on it to protect yourself. The important thing is that you need to train yourself to see the difference between the fear that serves you and the fear that is the product of self-doubt and imagination. And again, even when you recognize the difference in those types of fears, the fear itself is probably not going to go away. It'll come up when you try something new. It'll come up when you have to go in for a scan or blood work. It'll come up when you hear of someone you know getting a diagnosis or having a recurrence or losing their life to breast cancer. But here's the thing. If you're willing to look that fear head on, if you allow it to be there with you and you face it, you will take away the power that that fear has. You begin to diffuse it and it will begin to show up less and less. And when it does show up, it will be weaker. So consider this for a moment. Would you think that real fear or imagined fear is more powerful? Think about the fear you felt when you were first diagnosed and what you did. What did you do when you received your diagnosis? You took action, right? You thought, get this out of me, cut it out, radiate it out, poison it out, whatever path of treatment you followed, that was how you exercised your power to face your fear through action. You took action. And that made you feel a little bit better, right? I mean, of course, it was still scary. And the actions that you took weren't necessarily things you wanted to do. But it did feel good to know you were doing something to save your life. And each positive result took your fear down a notch. But now in recovery, here's all this fear and there's no action to take. There's just waiting, right? To see if your fear will come true. 
And that does not result in feelings of power. That results in feelings of paralysis. That puts you smack into victim mentality, just like the people in scary movies when there's a villain lingering somewhere in the yard and you're sitting there watching them hide behind a couch yelling, do something, do something, get a knife, get a bat, do something. So I'm going to give you something to do. Actually, a few things, ways to take action now in your recovery so that you feel a little more powerful and you're not giving that power to fear. So one thing you can do is recognize all of the things that you actually are taking action on. Are you eating healthy, low sugar, unprocessed foods? Are you getting regular exercise? Are you making time for stress management? Are you setting and honoring healthy boundaries? Are you reducing toxic exposures in your home and in your life in general? And if you're not doing some or all of these things, now you have more actions that you can start to take. Get connected to your body and really be the expert on you, meaning understand how your body feels on a day-to-day basis. What are your normal aches and pains? Because everybody has some normal aches and pains. And know how your body responds to certain foods. When you're in tune with your body and the signals that it sends you, you feel more confident about your own health. You feel confident about the fact that you're in a healthy space. And that way, when the fears that you imagine come up, you can say to yourself, no, 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 I am not buying into this. These are the things that I am doing to take care of myself. And you can go through that list. Every small step that you do for yourself is taking action. And so make sure and acknowledge that. You can tell yourself there is no evidence to support this fear. It's just a story I'm telling myself and I choose to have a different story. So each time you choose not to give power to the fear, you weaken it. And being more in tune with your body also helps you hone in on those sensations that you should be concerned about. You'll know more quickly if something feels off. And then, of course, you can go to a doctor as soon as possible. And that's important. You want to be realistic. So there's a health belief model that says when we see other people that we can relate to accomplish something that we want to accomplish, that actually strengthens our belief that we can do it too. And this brings us back to the thoughts that we choose to think. When you hear stories of long-term survivors, they can be very empowering. I know that was something I loved seeing and hearing about when I was early on in my recovery. I'd meet someone who would say, oh, I'm a 25-year survivor. And I'd think, wow, oh my God, imagine how much better treatment is now than it was 25 years ago. And she's still here. If she's still here, I could still be here in 25 years. And I found that to be awesome and inspiring. So you can get connected to breast cancer groups, support groups, and meeting people who have longer-term survival than you. It doesn't have to be 25 years, but if you're in your first year out of cancer and you meet someone who's five years out, seven years out, six years out, all of that can be inspiring and it can help you to reduce the amount of fear you experience. Another action you can take is journaling and don't roll your eyes and dismiss that. (laughs) If you haven't tried it, trust me on this, commit to yourself for 30 days to journal and see how it changes you. When you journal and you get those thoughts out on paper, it is literally a release. It's like popping a blister. Seriously, get it out of your head, 
and onto paper and look at the things you're telling yourself and then ask, what is the result of these stories? What is this creating in your life? Are these thoughts, are these fears, are they serving you? Are they making your life better? And if not, what do you want to think? What is the result you want to have in your life? And how do you have to think differently to make that result happen? When it comes to managing fear, there are a lot of misconceptions. And I feel like it's somewhat like meditation. So people think that meditation means sitting down and clearing your mind of all thoughts. And I hear this often. They'll say, oh my gosh, uh, my mind is so full and so busy. I can't possibly meditate. And of course, I would say that too, because you can't tell someone with an untrained mind to sit down and not think of anything. That's just crazy. (laughs) You can't do it. So of course, they'll say, that's not for me. But you can teach someone to sit for a few minutes at a time and become aware of when their mind wanders and how to bring the mind back into the present moment. And so this is similar to fear because you will do things in spite of fear. Fear will come up, you'll recognize it, and then you'll put it back in its place. One of my Empower members, Mary Jo, reminds me of her favorite quote from one of my podcasts frequently. (laughs) And in that podcast, I said, sometimes you have to take fear by the hand and say, come on, you little shit, we're going to do this anyway. So don't be too hard on yourself wondering how to not have fear. Be gentle on yourself and recognize the fear. Face the fear. And that's how you take the power away from the fear. And then do your life your way, regardless of the fear. So I'd like to share this excerpt of a story written by Alex Niles. He is a writer who was diagnosed with stage four gastric cancer when he was 30 years old. And he tells his story of how he was diagnosed and how he dealt with all the fear that came up. And he says, and this is a quote, I realized there was no way to eliminate fear from my life entirely. And that this valid emotion was one that would build character and teach me what I had within me and how to act with courage. I love how he says this valid emotion because it is very valid. And I would hate for you to dismiss your emotion with thoughts of, I shouldn't be afraid. I shouldn't think this way. I should just be grateful. You feel what you feel and you have every right to those emotions. They're very valid. The question is, as I said a minute ago, is that emotion serving you in the way you're thinking about it now? And if not, work on changing your thoughts and not becoming emotionless. We're emotional creatures. It's just managing our mind and the way we think about those emotions that is life-changing. And you know I am here to support you in that journey. And if you want even more support, come and join us in the Breast Cancer Recovery Group on Facebook. This is a growing group of survivors who are all working to live a full and empowered life and support each other all along the way. And honestly, there's nothing better than being with a group of women who truly understand your experience in a judgment-free zone. If you have questions or comments about today's topic, today's show, or you want more direction, Come and find me on Facebook as Laura Lummer or Instagram as the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. And I'm happy to answer your questions and support you in your recovery. All right, so get out that journal. Start looking at the actions you're taking to support yourself. Write them down and let's start facing that fear. And I'll talk to you again next week. 
You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been This is your moment